0: Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. This is The Literary Gardener for August the 19th, 2021. The topic this time is The Lore and Science of Douglas firs and Western Red Cedars. Redwood, show me how to slow my metabolism so I too can feel the seasons. Show me how to accept earth sustenance so I too can have faith in the long term good. Cynthia Leslie Bowl, Redwood, in Fire and Rain, Eco Poetry of California, 2018. Jerry and I are spending time in Bandon, a two-hour drive up Highway 101 from the Oregon Redwoods Trail in Brookings. There are no redwoods on our two-and-a-half acres of coastal woodland property, but we do have lots of other majestic conifers, including Douglas firs and western red cedars. Like the redwoods Leslie Bull wrote about, some of these trees are the last remnants of an old-growth forest that used to be here. They stand as a silent sentry, stolid and sure in the slowness of time. My gardening life these days is split between tending my raised beds— made from western red cedar in the hoop house and thinning out some of the dead and sapling red cedars and douglas firs to improve the health of the woodland and to reduce the risk of wildfires. Through decades of neglect, teenage trees have been permitted to crowd their forebears, causing younger and older generations to grow at crazy angles as they vie for limited sunlight. Elsewhere in Bandon, clear cutting continues as timber is harvested and commercial residential developments are built. One week, there's a forest. The next, only stumps. But here at New Place, our name for the property where we hope to retire someday, we don't take felling trees, even small, encroaching ones, lightly. Our commitment to land stewardship requires us to ponder the fate of each tree before we make the first killing cut. It's been a slow process, but it's given us time to learn the stories of the Douglas firs and the western red cedars, our majestic impostors. I call them impostors because Douglas firs, pseudo tsuga menziesii, are not really fir trees, and red cedars, Thuja-Blacata, aren't true cedars. But, of course, the deceit is a human-made one, the oft-named conifers, now classified as a pond and an Arbavida, respectively, have always been just what they are, no matter what they've been called. Indigenous peoples of the Pacific Northwest told a legend about a great wildfire in the forest long ago that caused all of the animals to flee from their homes, but the tiny mice were not quick enough to outrun the fire, so they pleaded with the Douglas fir trees for protection. The gracious old trees, impervious to the flames through their thick textured bark, allowed the mice to scamper up their branches to safety and hide inside their cones. The mice survived the fire thanks to the tough Douglas fir trees, and they formed a long-lasting friendship. If you look closely at a Douglas fir cone today, the mice's little hind legs and tail can still be seen poking out from underneath the scales. After I read this story, I scampered out to examine one of the hundreds of Douglas fir cones lying about, and sure enough, there they were. Actually, the mouse-like appendages are wings on the seed casings of female cones, designed to carry the seed on the wind for widespread dispersal. The fact and the fiction of Douglas fir cones are both marvelous. The Western Red Cedar has a legend of its own, told by the Samish tribe of coastal Washington State. According to the story, a long time ago, there was a very big and very old Grandmother Red Cedar tree. One day, a little tree began growing right next to her. It was her grandson, and this made Grandmother Red Cedar very happy. As the grandson grew throughout the years, Grandmother protected him from windstorms and the hot summer sun and even the deer that liked to feed on his fresh green branches. Grandson Red Cedar kept growing and growing until he was bigger than his grandmother. In time, Grandmother Red Cedar grew too old to fight back against the wind and the hot sun and the deer and she told her grandson, take care of yourself now, don't worry about me. But Grandson Red Cedar refused. No, grandmother, you protected me when I was young, and now I will do the same for you. And so Grandson Red Cedar took care of his beloved grandmother Red Cedar and the grew and he grew old right alongside her. I have several western Red Cedars, and other trees that have conjoined trunks, a natural phenomenon called inosculation, in which the trees eventually share a root system. Sometimes called hugging trees, conjoined trees can be the same species or they can be trees that commonly grow in the same plant community, such as western red cedars and Douglas firs. It's fascinating to learn about the lore and the science of Pacific Northwest conifers. The more I know about them, the more careful I become before cutting down even the smallest member of our woodland community. My gardening to-do list this week. After carefully selecting which trees to thin out, Jerry and I have been using the trunks and limbs to store carbon in the soil as we fill in some of the woodland areas. Squash bugs are attacking our patty pan squash. I recently shared a trick I learned from Medford gardener Bonnie Patterson, and here it is again. Roll a piece of masking tape into a circle. The wider the tape, the better, with the sticky side out. Then roll the tape over the squash bugs, and they'll stick right to it. Also, look for the small brownish eggs and stick it to them, too. I'm in the process of replenishing the soil in my raised beds and Bandon with compost so I can plant seeds and starts for fall and winter crops. I'm finding a lot of pill bugs in the compost, which could start eating the leaves and roots of tender young plants. Like earwigs, pill bugs are attracted to beer. So, I'll ask Jerry to sacrifice some of his beer to pour into tuna cans, and then bury the cans up to the lip in the raised bed soil. I'll check the cans frequently for drowned pill bugs, discard the dead bugs, and repeat. And that's it for the Literary Gardener this time. Thanks so much for listening, and happy gardening!